Patrick Garvin's a Georgia Athletics reporter for UGASports.com, and we bring him on now. So that's the first big question. Should we be riding with TCU here? Can TCU's offense cut through this Bulldogs defense, Patrick? I, for one, am all in on Georgia, but there are a lot of people right now that are riding the Cinderella story of TCU. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think the TCU could cut through uh, Georgia's defense. But I think in the end, uh, Georgia's just too too much talent, too deep. And um, I think Georgia not only wins, but uh, covers as well. Yeah, I completely agree. So I've been a big fan of Kirby Smart for years now. And I just I feel like he's still a really underrated head coach. Obviously, everybody talks about Nick Saban. But look what he's done, not only recruiting, but the last couple of years. Um, just your thoughts, you know, your grade that you would give Kirby Smart, obviously, I mean, he won the national title last year, but do you feel like he's still, like he's not giving, getting the proper recognition even after winning the national title last year? I think some degree, yes. Um, I think he, he had some issues at times with, say, clock management, but that, uh, and that was evident in the Peach Bowl that he actually had improved upon that. I think he's, uh, I tell you, when he, he first came in, he, uh, he said that there will be no comfortable within this program, and instantly everything changed. He brought that recruiting up to where instead of Georgia getting top ten classes every year, which is great, they were getting the first, second, or third. And then he has this attitude to not get comfortable or complacent because the first stringer, there are guys behind you. If you're not willing to put in 110%, that will play in your spot, and they're about as talented if more so so he's uh just raised the standard raised the program and uh yeah i i don't know if it's necessarily as you said fully appreciated yet by say um nationally if you will how would you compare this georgia team to last year's because one of the big narratives obviously was they're losing a ton of guys on this defense to the nfl and then they pulled you know what alabama's done forever feels like georgia's kind of turning into alabama now where they just have the next guy's waiting up, take on bigger roles, and here we go. Yeah, I think uh, last year, whereas for the most part leading up to the SEC championship, Georgia just blew folks out, right? I mean, there was, uh, you know, they were, they were resting their starters by the second, third quarter. This year, if there's a difference, it's that resiliency and that ability to come back. And they were down by di- double digits at Missouri and came back. They were down by 14 twice last week shouldn't have won and came back and this is a program that for so many years the opposite would happen i mean there was there was a time in the early to mid 2000s where they went seven or eight straight seasons in a row where they lost at least one game when they had a double digit lead in the second half and nowadays that just doesn't happen it says it's georgia bouncing back this team in particular coming back when they need to. And that's the difference. Um, say this team, last year's team, they got down against Alabama in the SEC championship game, and that was it. You know, it, it was over. This year's team has shown that they can fight back, even faced with a double-digit uh, deficit. Patrick, there's really not uh, any concerns for Georgia the last couple of years, you know, going into some of these games, especially on the defensive side of the ball, other than at times maybe the secondary, if you do have to pick something. What would be your biggest concern going against this TCU team? Because I was actually shocked at the game plan they had against Michigan because you have a top five run defense in the country, and they gashed them on the ground. I mean, they ran for over 250 yards in that game, which really surprised me. I thought Michigan would be the more physical team. 
So I think Sonny Dykes has done a tremendous job. I just I don't know if they'll be able to do that against Georgia. What concerns you most, though, about TCU and about this Georgia defense, if anything at all? Yeah, it would be their passing game against Georgia's pass defense. Georgia's allowed, uh, well, first off, 850 passing yards in the last two games, five games in a row of 200 yards or more passing. That's the first time that's happened, I think, since the 90s. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they've, they've just shown that they can, they can uh, be weak against the pass. And when you're going up against a guy like uh, – Max Duggan, it, it you know it, it's something to look at. That's why I do believe TCU could hang around for a little while, just simply because Georgia's Georgia's past defense it's it's substandard right now. Yeah, that's certainly been a problem for them uh, this year, which opens up you know Max Duggan and what TCU can do. But it's it's funny because we spend so much time and and rightfully so over the past couple of years talking about Georgia and their defense, but. Stetson Bennett in this offense, I mean, they, they can certainly put up points, too. We saw that in their semifinal game. Is this an offense that, like, how would you compare this offense to what TCU does? Obviously, it's not the same, uh, but would would you say that it's comparable in terms of the firepower to be able to keep up if, let's say, TCU gets off to an early run and takes a lead in this game? Yeah, I, th- I think it's comparable in that, that they can score quickly. Uh, they, this Georgia offense is better than last year and um this this georgia well i'll tell you stetson bennett in three college football playoff games in the fourth quarter is 15 of 17 for 312 yards and five touchdowns i mean that's that's just amazing and um it kind of goes back to that resiliency and that comeback in the fourth quarter and you know the what separates this georgia team is offensively they can have, you know, two, three straight, three and outs, but it just seems when they want to score points, like truly want to, they get it done. And uh, that's that's what set them apart. Patrick, I'm looking at the injury report and, uh, you know, two key injuries on the offensive line, and I don't think Georgia's going to be struggling for tight end. They've almost become like tight end you now, but Darnell Washington's dealing with an ankle injury, and then their offensive tackle, uh, Warren McClendon's been dealing with that MCL sprain. Do you expect both of those guys to be out there coming up on Monday night and be close to 100%? Um, yes, to your first answer. I, I expect. I, expect I, I definitely think that Washington will play. Okay. McClendon likely will play. But as far as a hundred percent, no. In fact, um, you know, I, I think Washington's still somewhat limited. And as you know, you know, Georgia's offense has run through that tight end position. Luckily, there's there's a true freshman Oscar Delt that got valuable playing time in the Peach Bowl. And uh, that's the good thing about that tight end room. I mean, there is Bowers and there is Darnell Washington, but including Oscar Dell, there's a couple other guys that makes that truly the best tight end unit in uh, college football. And, you know, Brock Bowers, we uh, we obviously talk a lot of, like, future markets here, and we had some people that would come on and say, hey, he deserves a look as the Heisman. I don't know about all that, but I think he's going to be a hell of a pro, and he's a great college player. Uh, what do you think about him maybe getting into the end zone? You think he has a big game on Monday night? He's plus 115 to score a uh, touchdown. So that's one of the bets that I really like. Do you think he has a big night against this TCU defense? I like that bet. I could definitely see him uh, scoring, especially if, if you think Georgia's going to break the uh, – 40-point mark, which I think they could, maybe just barely, but I think they could. There's a good chance that Brock is going to uh, score a touchdown. They, you know, they look for him whenever 
whenever they get down close because he's the guy that can go get the ball. If you throw it up, he's also the guy, if you throw it out to the side, he can get in and he can also run the football as well. You know, he's, he's uh, uh, scored a couple touchdowns that way. And uh, I expect a, at least a solid game, but I would, uh, I definitely think he'll score. So I was making kind of a bold prediction. There. Yeah. And talking to Patrick Garbin, yeah, when you, when you talk about scoring, I mean, look, we've certainly looked at TCU's offense and Georgia has the offense and then the defense and all that. It, it's overall, though, in the eight title games since the playoff era started, the title game, the total has averaged 64 and a half points. So we've had really high scoring games the majority of the time in these national title games. And this total right now has gone up to 63 and a half between these two. Is this a game where overall you look at it and say, probably a high scoring game where we're well into the, you know, each team's putting up 30 something points? Yeah, I, actually, I, I'm thinking that it could be uh, right around that total. I mean, wow. just off the top of my head, I could see a low 40s to low 20s game. So maybe a little higher than that total, um, but it could it could definitely be a shootout. But I, I like I like that total maybe a little higher. What are your thoughts on Georgia next year? Because you look at this recruiting class, and all they do is just retool five stars with more five stars. All your, I mean, you lose Stetson Bennett, but finding a quarterback shouldn't be too tough. Uh, what do you think about them next year? Because let's, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and predict them to beat TCU win their second straight national title. Like, what's really preventing them from winning the third straight? Obviously, the SEC is tough, and it's only getting better. I think LSU is going to be really good next year with Brian Kelly, but. Man, I mean, they just keep retooling, and you look at that recruiting class. I don't think they're going to skip a beat. Yeah, and if you look at the schedule, I mean, it's it's essentially you got the SEC and then Georgia Tech and then three pretty easy non-conference opponents. Um, it it looks like twelve and zero. I mean, it should be. I mean, Georgia will you know besides going at Tennessee could very well be double-digit favorites in all their other regular season game. So if you're 12 and 0, you're going to the title game and then there's a good chance you'll still go to the playoffs even if you were to lose that as Georgia showed a year ago. You mentioned the quarterback position. That's one thing that it, it could come down to one of three different guys at this point uh, between Carson Beck, Gunnar Stockton and Brock Vandergriff and it's it's anyone's game. So Georgia has a week schedule at the beginning of the year, but look for them to kind of like Michigan did at the beginning of this year, maybe iron out who's going to be that starter for the long haul. But besides the quarterback position, everything else, which is just there's talent there, but maybe a question who will emerge every other unit, at least looking on paper right now should be very strong. And yeah, Georgia could be right back in the same exact position a year from now. Yeah, it's certainly a lot easier to recruit when you've had the seasons Georgia's had the last yeah. couple of years. Patrick yeah, Garbin, really. UGASports.com. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Appreciate it.